Chov Vav Nisan, 20th of April. Good morning everyone. Thank you all for joining me from far and wide. Um, the Ramban in Pashas Bereshis starts off, Bereshis Borel Akim. Omer of Yitzchok, he quotes in Mamre Chazal, Omer of Yitzchok, Lehoyot Tzorech Lehaschel HaTorah Elo Mehachoydesh Hazelochem. The Torah, he asks the question, the Torah should have only started from the first mitzvah of Achoydesh Hazelochem, the mitzvah of Kiddush Levana. Shehi mitzvah Rishonah shouldn't stop by Yisrael, because that is the first mitzvah the Klai Yisrael were mitzvah in, were commanded. Umatam, he asks, what's the reason? Posach Bereshis. Why do we start the Torah with Bereshis Borel Akim? To which he answers, Mishum Koyach Maisov Higid Lamoy. Shim Yomru Omas Ha'olam. For if the nations of the world might say, Listim Atem, they would tell Klal Yisrael, Listim Atem, you are bandits. Shekivashtem Lochem Arzais Shivagoyim. That you conquered the land of seven nations. Heim Amru Lohem, Klal Yisrael can say back to them, Kol Yisrael Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything, belong, all the land belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're not listing, we're not bandits. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created it all, and we are simply, and He simply decided to give it to us. And He gave it to those who He, seemed, who he saw fit. And it was His will to give it to them. And it was with his rotson that he took it away from Shiva Goyim, but Nasnolonu and gave it to us. That's the Kasha and the Teretz of the Ramban at the beginning of the Torah. He asks, Why do we start the Torah with Bereshis Bar Lekim? We should have started with the first mitzvah of And he answers that there's a very big importance to start with Bereshis. The reason is because we can now tell the Goyim that. The land belongs to us, it doesn't belong to you because the Kodesh Baruch Hu created it all and gave it to us. Fred the Ramban, Vyesh Lishulba, he asks the Kasha on this Maim Chazal Rabbi Yitzchak, Kitzarek Gobelhu, Lahaskil HaTorah, Mabrachis Baralikim. There's a big reason, a big need to start the Torah with with Mabrachis Baralikim and not with Hachadish Zelochem. He says, Kihu Shoresh Mamuna, because Bereshis Barilakim is the Shirish of Emuna, is the root of our belief. And someone who doesn't believe in this, and believes rather that the world was always was, it was Kadmoin, and the and Hashem didn't create it. Who He's a Kaifa Beika and does not have a Khilikim Torah. That's the Ramban's Kasha on the man of Rabbi Yitzchok. Now don't tell me that we should have started with Achodesh HaZelochem. There's a big need to start with Bereshis Barayelochem because that is the root of our Emona. One can ask on this Ramban that the question really, really shouts that he's, the Maimah Rabbi Yitzchak started He asked the question, why did you start? Why does the Torah start with Bereshis Barayelochem? It should have started with Achodesh HaZelochem. Now, if his question was, why does the Torah start with Bereshis Barilakim? His answer doesn't answer the question. Rabbi Yitzchak answers that the reason why we started with Bereshis Barilakim 
is because we can tell the world that we're not bandits that, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the land. That doesn't answer why it, we started. You could have started with HaKadosh Yisraelochem, and after you've told us the mitzvahs, then you could have also told us somewhere in the Torah that Bereshus Bar-Lakim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, and therefore we're not bandits, and he gave it to us. Kepashtus, the, the, the Maimon Chazel, doesn't have any pshat. He doesn't answer his question, Michlach. And even the cash of the Ramban on this Maimon Chazal, he says that there's a big reason why we start with Rishis Balakim, because that's the Shorish of Amuna. Again, that's not a reason to start, perhaps. That's not a reason to start with Rishis Balakim. That's only a reason why it's important to write Rishis Balakim. But Smudurik, that Rabbi Yitzchak was asking simply, why do you start with Rishis Balakim? Not why is it written at all. Now, in order to answer this question, I'd like to quote the Ramban in Pashas, in the end of Pashas Boy, the famous Ramban. He says as follows. He says that you should be careful with every mitzvah. Have a, he quotes the mission and others, have a mitzvah kalo kibachamura. And he explains, Because when one does a mitzvah, all the time he's being moida leilikov. We'll discuss exactly what this means. He says, the kavanas kola mitzvahs, that the reason why we have all these mitzvahs is shenamin be'elikeinu, that we should have a muna in Hashem, v'noida elav shu'baranu, and be moida to him that he created us. V'hi, he goes on now, he says, v'hi kavanas ha'yitzira, and that is the reason why after the Eivishter created the world, he formed it in the way that he did and, for, and gave us life in this world. There is no other reason why there was a Yitzira Rishona that the Eivishter created further than what he had created a Yesh He says, And there is no... There, there isn't by the Eivishter, by Hashem, Chefetz Betachtoinim, a want or will in the lower realms, milvad, except for shiyeda ha'adam v'yeda le'eloikov shebaro. The Ramban says fascinating, a fascinating aside. He says that the reason why Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the rotsen of Hashem when He created the world, was for emuna, that He wanted those created to be mamin boy. And He says more. He says that this is the reason why he gave us mitzvahs. That through the mitzvahs, we'll be able to understand emunah. We'll be able to, to grasp this musuk, this idea of emunah. And that's only through doing the mitzvahs. He gives an example. He says, Someone who buys a mezuzah on the door for one zuz. The color of a piskai and he fixes it onto the doorpost. And he is mechavan to the kavanas of the mitzvah. He says, He's already being moida in the fact that the Hashem is a mechadish, is a creator, and that he created the world. And knowledge that the Ebishta exists, and the fact that he is mashkiach, and that he guides us. And then he says, and I quote, And I quote, through the mitzvah of mezuzah, he is mamin b'chol pina satayra. 
that through doing the mitzvah of mezuzah, and this is the case for all mitzvahs, through doing the mitzvahs, we are able to be mamin be'emuna in Hashem. The question now that we have to explain is that how is emuna? How is mitzvahs teaching us emuna? How by doing mitzvahs mezuzah are you being mekayim emuna? The Gon in his sefer in his Talmud sefer in Emunah v'Ashkocha, who quotes the Gon, he explains that the mitzvah of emunah isn't simply a belief. It's just to know that Hashem exists. For that, you could go read any very Choshva article sefer that explains reasons to believe why and how we can prove that there is a Hashem. That's not the mitzvah of emunah. Because were that to be the mitzvah of emunah, we wouldn't need mitzvahs to teach us what this mitzvah of, what, what mitzvah of emunah is. Rather, he says, that the mitzvah of emunah is, it's a hava, yira, dveikus, Bitachen and Simcha. Love, fear, cleaving to Hashem, trust in Hashem, and Simcha with Hashem. The mitzvah of Emunah is not simply to believe in Hashem. The mitzvah of Emunah is to live with the Divine. It's to live with something higher than us. And through doing the mitzvahs, we are able to live with Hashem and to have Him in our lives. Not just to believe that He's there. That we should anyways be doing. But once we believe, we have to bring him into our lives with Simcha and with Dveikus and Ahava and Yiro. So in summation, we see now, and we're going to come back to this, that the shit of the Ramban is that the reason why the Rots and Poshut of Hashem, the reason why he created the world, or at least the reason why he created us in the world, is because so that we should have a Munah in him. And the way that we come to a Munah, the way that we come to this and, and, atta- and attach ourselves to this rots and poshut of Hashem is through doing the mitzvahs and that teaches us emunah. B'chayus HaVavas in his Hakdama explains that all chokhmah is me'es Hashem. All wisdom in this world is me'es Hashem. And he explains that the highest chokhmah, the chokhmah el which is the chokhmah of esoteric inyanim, the chokhmah of Torah, the chokhmah of, of understanding, that chokhmah, he says, Without Hashem teaching to us, without Hashem telling us and teaching us through the mitzvahs that that chokhmah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to understand it by ourselves. Meaning to say, again, like the Ramban, this mitzvah isn't that we should just know that Hashem exists, that perhaps you could look around and understand that yourself. The mitzvah of Emunah is, or at least we need a Hashem to teach us we need Hashem to teach us this Chochmah of Emunah. Now, the Ramban, we're going to come back to this, you saw it, of how Emunah is living with the Divine and how we can be Makayim, living with the Divine. The, Rab- the Ramban, in Parshas Bechukhoisai, explains that there are two kinds of Hashkachas in this world. The Hainu, Meaning to say that Hashem watches over us and guides us in two different ways. He also explained this, he explains this in 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 Iksavim, in Hashem Tamima. He explains that there's two sorts of Ashkachas. There's a Ashkacha of Teva, of nature, which we can all relate to. There's Teva in the world, and that we get sick because we reach, we come into viruses, and we get wet because we jump into water. And 
so on and so forth. There's the realms of Teva that, which we, that to which we are bound. There's Teva in the world. And there's another Hashkochi, he says, which was made, in essence, for Klal Yisrael. This is the Hashkochi of Nisim Nistorim, Hidden Miracles. And he explains, V'haklal, Ki bihiyois Yisrael shleimim vehim rabim, Lo yisnag inyonum b'teva klal. Klal Yisrael, their Indian, the Hashkochi, is not in nature at all. Lo begufom, not in their bodies, v'lo ba'atsom, and not with their land, lo bichlolo, v'lo biyachimahem. Not in Klal Yisrael, and not in each and every one of us. Ki yivorach Hashem lachmam umeimam. For Hashem, through Nisim, through miracles, hidden miracles, He blesses our water and our bread. V'yosim machlam ikibam, and takes away illness from amongst them. Ad shaloyit starchu l'roifah. To the extent that we don't need doctors. And to be careful with all the darky refus that there are in the world. As it says in the Apostle, I am Hashem, your healer. He explains that Klal Yisrael, Be'etzem, are oimed for a higher hashkocha. They stand in a different realm and in a different platform than the rest of the world. This is how it should be. He goes on to explain that because now that we are noyed b'roifim and we don't have nevua anymore and we can't go to the novi to find out what we did wrong and how we can fix ourselves. We now are noyed b'roifim and we go to doctors and therefore we are now also a bit or perhaps entirely under this hashkocha of teva. Of course there are levels. That being the case, I would like to just draw a distinction just to bring out exactly what the, what the difference between the two Ashkachas of Teva and Nisim, Nistorim and Hidden Miracles are. Perhaps you could say that in the realms of Teva, were you to, the way that Hashem would make you unwell would be that He would be Mazmin, He would organize that you and a piece of bread, a moldy piece of bread would come together. You would eat said moldy piece of bread and through that you would become unwell. That would be if you were in the realms of Teva. If you were working with the realms of Nisim, Nistar, of hidden miracles, the way you'd become unwell would be that you would eat a regular piece of bread. But Hashem would make a nace in the bread that even though it was healthy, you would still become unwell. There was nothing wrong with this piece of bread. It wasn't moldy. But because you ate this piece of bread and HaKadosh Baruch wants to make you unwell, you make a nace nister, a miracle that we can't see, and that through that you become unwell. That's the example given by the Ramban. Now, in this understanding we can see and we can understand perhaps that Teva, nature, in nature we are bound to the world that we live in. We are bound to nature. Whereas in this in this story we live a different life. We would be able to live a life of freedom. A life where that which I do in this world makes no difference to me at all. It's only between me and Hashem what happens to me. I'm not bound by my surroundings at all. Sirius Oimeh, the days which we find ourselves currently, is seven days of seven weeks. It's Mahalach of seven times seven. The Maral says in many places that seven is the number of Teva. There's seven days of the week. There's seven Rokias, seven heavens. Throughout Teva, you see the number seven sprinkled 
again and again. There are seven continents, seven seas. Seven is the number of nature. And what we do in Shia Sa'ima is we count seven days of seven weeks. We go through the numbers, we go through the teva, and we're counting towards something which is called by the Maral, Me'al HaTeva, above Teva. We are counting down towards Matan Torah. Torah, which is above Teva. I'm going to explain exactly how Torah is above Teva. In order to explain how this Sviya Sa'ima of 7 times 7 of Teva, how it's counting towards something which is Me'al Teva, we have to first be Mechalak between Torah and Mitzvahs and explain how Torah is even higher and is even greater than mitzvahs alone. When we refer to Matan Torah, it must be noted that there is a clear distinction between Torah and mitzvahs. We were not given mitzvahs. Mitzvahs we were commanded in. As Rashi explains, in Rosh Hashanah, Dafchav Ches, he says, Ein hanos mitzvah choshev hanor. The pleasure of a mitzvah isn't considered pleasure. He says, because, For mitzvahs, commandments were given as a yoke upon our necks, upon the necks of Kal Yisrael. That's how they were given. Whereas, in contrast, Torah was indeed nitten was indeed given to us. We have 48 ways to acquire the Torah which was given to us and its devoted scholars can even be zoichet to the Kesashal Torah, the crown of Torah. The distinction between Torah and mitzvahs is, is that when we do mitzvahs, that which we experience is the fulfillment of Hashem's Ratzon. We are now being Mekayim, the commandment. We are being Mekayim, the Rotson of Hashem. However, when we have Torah, we embrace something much higher. We embrace the essence of His Rotson. We are living and breathing the Rotson of Hashem. By Klai Yisrael acquiring the Torah, the, simplic the simplicity and the potency of Torah became part of their reality. A reality that every Jew no matter his situation, could tap into and could discover the innermost desire within himself. The innermost desire that every Jew has is to do the Ratzon Hashem. This is true freedom. For in, abstract, in an abstract Jewish reality, we transcend our surroundings, we transcend Teva, and we are not bound to our own egoistic needs. It's not for naught that in the Gemara, whenever, often when the Gemara quotes a Pasuk, the Gemara says, Omar Rahmana, says the merciful one. Rahmana is in reference to Hashem. It's not for naught that the word Rahmana and Torah, the word Hashem, is often synonymous with the word of Torah. Because Torah and Kutsh Berichu are together one. And when we are in this Dabik, when we cleave to Torah, when we have Torah, we are living divine. We are living with the essence of Rotson Hashem. On a practical level you could say that someone who follows the letter of the law, he does all the mitzvahs, but it's more 
And then all Al Tzavarim, as Rashi says, it's more out of that he has to, rather than he's doing it because, not because he's expected to do it, rather because he wants to do it, and this is what he's aimed for, and this is what he loves to do. That perhaps would be the difference of a man who lives as a Ben Torah, and a man who just does the mitzvahs because that's what he has to do. The level that one can, can get to on the level of Torah is far greater and far higher than just someone who does the mitzvahs. Svir Sa'ime is counting me'al ha-teva, counting towards something beyond teva. Kabbalah Torah was being makabal the ability to go further than teva. Kabbalah Torah was when we first found real freedom. The first time that we found divine freedom. To bring this out, I'd like to quote the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch explains by Mitzvah Sfir Soimah, he says, I'm not going to go through his whole Loshan, but he says, Mitzvah Sapa Tishva Boim Yom Yom there's a Mitzvah to count 49 days from the beginning of bringing the Korban Oimah, Shu Yom Shisha Osvinis on the 16th day of Nisan. He provides us with a perplexing idea relating to Tzias Mitzrayim. He says that the counting of the Oimah ensuing, and it starts on the first day, or the second day of Pesach, is to highlight the fact that the freedom from servitude of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is inferior, inferior and not more than a means to Matam Torah, a stepping stone to the ultimate goal of receiving our Torah. He says, was a bigger Indian than the, the freedom that we had from servitude in Mitzrayim. He demonstrates this by citing the Posset where Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that the sign, the ois, that will confirm Klal Yisrael's subsequent receiving of the Torah will be the redemption from, from Eretz Mitzrayim. From this he refers that if Yitzhak Mitzrayim were to be as important as Matan Torah, it wouldn't be simply an ois. Rather, it would be the main focal point from the fact that it was only a sign. He used, Hashem uses Yitzhak Mitzrayim as an indicator that we're going to subsequently be receiving the Torah. It must be that it was not on par with Matan Torah. And Matan Torah is really the Ikechirus. Matan Torah is really the divine freedom. He says, Always the tofil, the lesser of importance, is only ever going to be a sign to that which is a bigger importance. Freedom could be described by some as self-determination or independence. But this is simply not true. There is no creation in the world which is not governed by outside factors. Factors which, had it been up to one's own wish, would not have been present. Consequently, freedom will always just be relative and a relative definition in how many things stand in one's way. But we are never truly free in the world that we live. Genuine freedom can only exist by Hashem Himself, who is not regulated by outside factors. The laws of nature are a result of his rotson. His rotson is not bound by nature. Hence, they do not limit him or stand against him in any way. This being the case, 
his servants, those who have been chosen to implement his rotsen, are also not subjugated to any outside factors. As we clearly see by Yitzhiya Mitzrayim and the 40 years in the Midbar, we were somewhat me'al hateva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made many nisim for us. Nevertheless, even our freedom still has two limitations. The first is servitude to Hashem. We are bound to what Hashem commands us to do, which, as Rashi explains, is a yoke on our shoulders. And that yoke might become, for some, rather heavy. The second is the actual fact that we are bound by our desires to merit being to merit the benefits of being his servants. And since Hashem wanted genuine freedom for his people who bear his yoke, it followed that they should receive the Torah and somehow free themselves from even those limitations. Let me explain. The Gon, in his Pirish on Megillas Esther, Explains when Ach- the pasuk says when Achashverosh was showing all of the world his riches, it says when he showed them the riches and the glory of his kingdom, and the splendor and excellence of his gadlus. That's how the the Megillah starts. The God asks a question; he doesn't understand. Why is the words used in reference to Malchus, to kingdom? The words riches and glory are used when explaining how big his Malchus were, was. And Yokar and Teferes, the words of splendor and excellence, are used when explaining his Gadlus. To explain this he says, There is a chiluk between servants and sons. Shabem for a, a son is mispoir atzmoi. He he is mis, he uses perhaps the splendor of his father, but shall It's with who his father really is. Avol ha'eved An eved has no Meaning to say, the advantage of the king's servant can only be measured in light of how much benefit and gain he attains from his position. And his prosperity is only valued according to the financial success of the kingdom. A minister in President Trump's cabinet, the Secretary of State of the United States of America, is regarded in far far higher esteem than perhaps the Secretary of State of the President of Ghana. For the success of the kingdom is clearly different. Whereas a son, the king's son, is dignified in the essence of his father and his majesty. His grandness transcends the current climate of the kingdom, as his greatness is rooted not in the riches of the king, but in the essence of the king. When we received the Torah, although we retained our privileged status as his servants, we were promoted to his royalty. This was a transformation in our very own makeup, that we have now become Bonim Lamokim, whose desire is for the yoke of the mitzvahs. Through Sfirah Sa'omer, through counting Teva, through counting the seven times seven, 
We are counting towards something which is me'al teva. We are counting towards the Torah Akdosha. We are counting towards living with this emunah, with the Torah, living with rots and Hashem, living divine freedom. And that's together of Bonim Lamokim. We are now sons of Hashem. And through being that, these sons of Hashem, we are now able to be misdabic to his rotsen, his rotsen poshut, misdabic to divine freedom. I thank you all for coming, and I thank you all for listening.